Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work, and you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We've got a terrific show lined up for you today, including special guest Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. Dr. George Markovich is an orthopedic surgeon, replaced both of my knees in 2006, for which I'm very grateful. And we'll visit with uh, former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. He'll be joining us as well. It is May the 5th, and on this day in 1961, Navy Commander Alan Bartlett Shepard Jr. was launched into space aboard Freedom 7 space capsule, becoming the first American astronaut to travel into space. The suborbital flight, which lasted 15 minutes and reached a height of 116 miles in the atmosphere, was a major triumph for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA. NASA was established in 1958 to keep the U.S. space efforts abreast of recent Soviet achievements, such as the launching of the world's first artificial satellite, Sputnik 1, in 1957. In the late 50s and early 60s, the two superpowers raced to become the first country to put a man in space and return him to Earth. On April the 12th, 1961, the Soviet space program won the race with cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin, uh, was launched into space, put into orbit around the planet, and safely returned to Earth. One month later, Shepard's suborbital flight re- uh, restored faith in the U.S. space program. NASA continued to trail the Soviets closely until the late 1960s and the successes of the Apollo lunar program. In July 1969, the Americans took a giant leap forward with Apollo 11, a three-stage spacecraft that took U.S. astronauts to the surface of the moon and returned them to Earth. On February the 5th, 1971, Alan Shepard, the first uh, American in space, became the fifth astronaut to walk on the moon as part of the Apollo 14 lunar landing mission. Amazing story. And a great, a great accomplishment. Uh, Professor Larry Bell will be with us tomorrow. We'll look forward to speak to him a little bit about the space program. Uh, he was a major facilitator in, uh, in the development of the space program through NASA back in the day. <clears throat> By the way, today is also Cinco de Mayo. Now, what exactly is Cinco de Mayo? Well, it's a holiday that celebrates the date of the Mexican Army's May 5th, 1862 victory over France at the Battle of Puebla. During the Franco-Mexican War, it's a relatively minor holiday in Mexico, but in the United States, Cinco de Mayo has evolved into a commemoration of Mexican culture and heritage here in the United States. So lots of tequila going to be going down along with tacos uh, uh, on Cinco de Mayo. Stocks soared to their biggest gain in two years Wednesday, and bond yields dropped after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell downplayed the likelihood of an even larger rate increase than the one just announced uh, on Wednesday. Uh, It allied some concerns that uh, Central Bank was on its way to a massive increase of three-quarters of a percentage point in its next meeting in June. The comments also came after the Fed announced a half-point increase in its benchmark rate as part of its effort to fight inflation. The S&P 500 jumped 3%, and the the Dow was up 2.8%. 8-1%, just an amazing day in uh, the financial markets, liking the news they heard from Jerome Powell. Bond yields fell after the Fed's announcement. The yield on the 10-year Treasury, which influences mortgage rates, fell from 2.9, it fell to 2.92%, from 2.9%. It initially jumped to 3.01% until Powell's remarks during a press conference. The Fed also announced uh, details of how it would start reducing its huge holdings of uh, Treasury debt and mortgage-backed securities, a tool the central bank has used to help keep long-term interest rates low. The latest move by the Fed has been widely expected, with markets steadying this week ahead of the policy update, but Wall Street was concerned the Fed might try to raise rates by three-quarters of a percentage point in the months ahead. Powell eased those concerns, saying the central bank is not actively considering such an increase. Good news for the markets. The VIX, 
The index that measures how worried investors are about upcoming drops from the S&P 500 fell about 11%, uh, one of the biggest drops this year after Powell's remarks. Earlier, Powell also said the economy can uh, make it through the great increases without falling into a recession. Investors are worrying about whether the Fed can pull off this delicate dance to slow the economy enough to halt high inflation, but not so much as to cause a downturn. Still, the market cheered the Fed's latest moves. The central bank also announced that it will start to reducing its huge $9 trillion, that's $3 trillion, $9 with a T, $9 trillion balance sheet, which consists mainly of treasury and mortgage bonds, starting June the 1st. That'll be interesting to see as well. Right now, uh, futures are off a little bit, but after a great deal of the Dow up 900, and I think it was 932, pretty good day in the market. So uh, we'll see how Jerome Powell and the Fed does with uh, this delicate dance between inflation and keeping the economy going. Textbook publishers are caving to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and removing critical race theory and other woke lessons from their material to meet the state's standards. In April, the Florida Department of Education rejected 54 math textbooks for next year's school uh, due to attempts to indoctrinate students. The move sparked outrage from the left, who pretended as though they were just standard texts, but the Florida Department of Education has now released four examples of reasons for the bans, including a critical race theory-inspired racial bias graph. Following the rejection, several of the companies worked to remove the offending content. According to the Florida Department of Education, 19 books have now been edited to meet the standards and have been added to the list of approved materials. So they're falling in line. We'll talk to uh, Keith Flaw a little bit in a few minutes about about this. Kind of an interesting development, though, and important that uh, the textbook creators are falling in line to meet the standards here in uh, Florida public education. President Joe Biden delivered a sharp political speech from the White House on Wednesday, warning the extreme agenda of MAGA Republicans. He called them mega, (laughs) MAGA Republicans. This MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that has existed in American history, he said. Boy, unbelievable. He really said that. Referring to the Make America Great Again movement sparked by former President Donald Trump, the president then clarified that he meant the most extreme political group in recent American history. Just makes me smile and laugh to think what this guy says. Biden repeatedly pronounced MAGA as mega, but corrected himself. The mega Republicans, the MAGA Republicans, excuse me, I don't want to uh, mispronounce it, the MAGA Republicans, he said. Biden also answered a question about reporters about the uh, possibility of a Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. This is uh, more, a lot more about abortion, he said. The president warned the Republicans might pass a law preventing LGBTQ children from attending public school with other children. He actually said that. He did. I'm not kidding. This is He's just uh, off the rails. He's making this stuff up. Or he's living in a fantasy land. Anyhow, let me tell you about this ultra-MAGA agenda. It's extreme, Biden said. He also suggested the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade could mean the government could regulate couples from using birth control. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Biden spoke about Republicans during a speech in the White House trumpeting his attempts to reduce the deficit despite spending more than $3 trillion in his first year as president. The president repeatedly referred to former President Donald Trump without using his name, choosing instead to focus on MAGA, or mega, as he called them, Republicans. Have you heard more absurd comments ever from a president of the United States? Pretty amazing. And uh, good news, moderate Democrat Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema are standing firm in their support of the filibuster, resisting President Biden's call for Congress to codify abortion rights and calls for within the party to abolish the 60-vote hurdle of the filibuster. The filibuster is a protection of democracy, Manson. Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, told reporters when pressed about calling to codify uh, abortion rights after a leaked draft Supreme Court opinion revealed a major a majority of justices were in favor of reversing Roe v. Wade. A spokesperson for Cinema said that the uh, filibuster was more important than ever, citing seven times in the past as protected against abortion right infringements. 
Protections in the Senate safeguarding against the erosion of women's access to health care have been used half a dozen times in the past 10 years and are more important now than ever, the Senate spokesperson said. A woman's health care choices should be between her, her family, and her doctor. Overturning Roe v. Wade endangers the health and well-being of women in Arizona and across the country, she added. Even without a filibuster, Democrats would likely wouldn't have the votes to codify abortion rights. So uh, I'm not sure, quite frankly, this is an opinion that was circulated, that was leaked uh, by the uh, Democrats or, or by the uh, Supreme Court, some uh, mole in the Supreme Court. But that opinion doesn't necessarily re- reflect the final opinion of the Supreme Court justices. My hope is they continue their deliberations and come to a conclusion with a final draft for the opinion, perhaps written by, and maybe a majority uh, opinion as well. But the point is, the system, the process is not ended. And uh, as uh, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts commented, uh, they're going to continue with the process and won't be influenced by this development. Top uh, business leaders have been asking a version of the same question. How can we avoid becoming the next Walt Disney Company, you know, with the stock falling and with all the turmoil and uh, turning off the uh, legislature and the governor here in Florida? The fallout from the recent political spat between Disney and Governor uh, Ron DeSantis has alarmed leaders across the corporate sphere, according to executives and their advisors, and heightened the challenges for chief executive officers navigating charged topics. As many companies, vocal employees have in recent years been pushing bosses to take public stands on social and political issues. Florida's pushback against Disney has raised the stakes. The number one concern CEOs have is, uh, when should I speak out on public issues, said uh, Bill George, a former chairman and CEO of Medtronic PLC and now a senior fellow at the Harvard Business School. As one CEO told me, I want to speak out on social issues, but I don't want to get involved in politics, when I said under my breath, that's not possible. Some executives might be relieved. The old idea that CEOs should focus on shareholder returns and stay out of politics lingers in some corporate suites, even in politicized age of uh, public social media discussions and in more activist workforces. Governor DeSantis, uh, of course Republican, in April signed into law a bill that would terminate a special tax district, having allowed uh, Disney to self-govern the land that houses Orlando-based theme parks and hotels and resorts for more than a half century. Questions remain about the law's impact on Disney's surrounding communities. Governor DeSantis cited Disney opposition to Florida's parental rights and education bill, which was signed into law in March, which uh, critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh, He called Disney a woke corporation. So here's the bottom line. If I were a CEO, and I'm not, but if I were, I think I'd have a policy that basically says, you know, we're in the business of serving shareholder needs and our employees. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, there are a lot of issues out there that are lightning rod issues. None of them will be pertinent to our mission of achieving, providing the best products and services we can. So uh, if employees want to speak out about that, they certainly have their First Amendment rights to do so. But don't expect this corporation to speak out on these issues because we just won't do it. And if you insist and if you make a big deal about it, we'll thank you for your service and send you on your way because you won't be employed here. And stick to it. That would be, in my point of view, I think hopefully professional athletes, corporations, woke corporations and all the rest have learned their lesson at this point. Probably not. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. 
Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York style theater at its very best. And you can get tickets now for some great theater. Just visit the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Keith Law. Keith is the co-founder of a terrific organization. It's the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, We're a nonpartisan organization. grassroots organization uh, that focuses on K through 12 education. Uh, sometimes I say reform, but at the end of the day, I really don't believe we can reform government monopolies, which is what the school districts are. And so we're strong advocates for competition uh, in the hope that uh, stiff competition uh, will actually improve uh, you know, all delivery systems and, uh, and help the, uh, the school boards get uh, back to being focused on academics rather than indoctrination. Yeah, and I must say you've been around for about a decade, and uh, the impact that you've had on the quality of education has been really positive. So I really commend you and um, uh, Pastor Rick and others who have uh, contributed to uh, getting our public education in line and some of the best in the United States, quite frankly, Keith. So well done. Um, I saw read today that uh, the textbook publishers are starting to comply with the demands for uh, no woke uh, information in our textbooks. So that was good news. Uh, I understand you have a a, a, a forum coming up this afternoon. Well, uh, yeah, we have a uh, we're doing forums for both school uh, school board and for board of county commission. Um, The uh, one this evening is at Destiny Church. It's Board of County Commission District 4. And we invite all your listeners to attend. Sometimes we have the discussion with Board of County Commissioners uh, about what's going on in the schools. And sometimes it's difficult uh, to get Board of County Commission to, to kind of play in the, the, the school board patch. Yep. Um, I, contend, I contend that they must play because not only is it absorbing tax dollars uh, here in the state, you know, in the county, but it also 
Um, the schools are turning out, you know, 40% of their kids can't read and do math at grade level. And those are the, the kids that um, local businesses have to hire um, or, or potentially hire. So there's a direct correlation there between what's going on in the schools and the growth that's taking place in Collier County. Well, and you'd like them to be informed and concerned about what's happening as well. They can have, because they're elected officials, they can have influence, even if they're not making votes on with regard to the uh, tax dollars in the uh, school system. So, yeah, well done, Keith. Uh, hey, could you give us an update? What, uh, again, just tell us where this is, what time, and what's happening tonight. Yeah, it's uh, District 4 Board of County Commission. Uh, it's at the Destiny Church. Um at uh, from five to seven, uh, the actual forum will start at 5:30. The first 30 minutes are for, um, you know, the, the attendees to meet and greet the candidates. Um, the address, if you wanted, is 6455 Hidden Oaks Lane. Uh, again, that's the the Destiny Church here in Naples. Very good. And you can probably find the information on the website GoFLCA. GoFLCA.com. So, Keith, uh, the courts ruled now that Collier County did not comply, wasn't in the sunshine with regard to the selection of textbooks. Any update? Well, there's uh, not any direct update on that court case. Um, but what, what is happening is um, the uh, school district uh, back on March 29th adopted um, a, a number of ELA uh, English language arts and math textbooks. And you just mentioned at the front of the show, the Department of Education rejected some for, uh, some 47 books from three of those publishers. Uh, but the Collier County school system is still proceeding to adopt uh, K through uh, grade six through 12 English language arts uh, and uh, some of the math books. Uh, you know, the, 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 the point you made early on was that the, 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 uh, these national publishers are uh, responding to the challenge from the DO, uh, Florida DOE and removing some of this woke stuff from their textbooks. Uh, I would argue uh, aggressively that if you go to the websites for uh, you know, Savas, which used to be Pearson, they renamed themselves, Houghton Mifflin, uh, Harcourt, and McGraw-Hill, and it's very easy on their websites. They're fully committed to social-emotional learning and, 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 by definition, then critical race theory. Hmm. It's in their DNA. Yeah. So if they come back and try to remove it, how can we trust that it's totally removed from all of those textbooks? It's in some cases it's so subtle um, that it. Uh, I, I think uh, you know it's kind of a fool's errand to be chasing those uh, publishers, but. That's what that's what's happening. Yep. Now, thanks for that update, indeed. So, uh, anything? Uh, what are next steps in Collier County? Well, on uh, next Tuesday, on the tenth, uh, we forced a hearing uh, using the bill, uh, the law that we got passed back in 2017. We've had a number of reviewers reviewing both the ELA and the math textbooks that they are moving forward on, and um, we're going to be raising. We raised objections. Your viewers can find those on the Collier County Public School System under the agenda. And we're, uh, it's forced them to engage a hearing officer and have a separate hearing, which will happen at 8.30 on uh, next Tuesday at the Martin Luther King headquarters, school district headquarters. So I encourage your listeners to come uh, be supportive of our efforts to, to try to get these, uh, you know, our Collier County's school district uh, to not adopt these books. We're finding critical, uh, um, specifically uh, so social emotional learning, which is, a t you know, a, a, a spoke, if you will, of uh, critical race theory. So yeah. uh, we, we would certainly encourage uh, your listeners to come uh, uh, attend that hearing. Uh, they can speak for three minutes if they choose on the content and uh, we just need to put the pressure on our school districts, um, school board members, not yeah. to adopt these books. Keith Login, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. If you didn't have a pencil to write down this information, you can find it on the website, goflca.com, goflca.com. Keith, really appreciate your commentary and the great work you're doing here in the state of Florida. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Uh, thank you, Bob. You and your listeners have a great weekend. You as okay. well. Thank you, Keith. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a -a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com. Or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Seton, tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of the government, and yeah, it's not happening. Well, you're making a difference, Seton, so we really appreciate your efforts. Uh, So, Seton, you wrote a piece about the next farm bill. Really interesting. Maybe you can tell us about it. Well, you know, I I, I look at D.C. because so much, I look at D.C. as pre-Trump and post-Trump. Whether you like him or not, a lot of things changed in D.C., uh, because of Trump, whether it was direct action on his part or just osmosis from his election and what it meant to how D.C.'s done business for 50 years. Absolutely. One example I use, of course, is communist China. For 50 years prior to Trump, the bipartisan consensus was selling out the country to China in exchange for money for elites was a great idea. It doesn't matter how many tens of millions of jobs we lost. It doesn't matter how much intellectual property they steal. It doesn't matter how much gross domestic product they steal. It doesn't matter the fact that they created the Rust Belt for us. It was a good idea as far as D.C. was concerned. Well, Trump completely changed that now. I mean, you've got, you know, they're still selling out the country, but at least they're pretending that it's a bad idea to do, uh, to do business with China. Uh, you've got that alleged China competition bill, which is loaded up with pork that has nothing to do with uh, China. Yeah. Uh, but but they call it a China bill, which never happened in 50 years of, of D.C. prior to Trump. So there's that. Um, and then, of course, there's the farm bill, which is passed every five years. And if you do the math, the 23 farm bill, we're working on the 2023 farm bill, which means the 2018 farm bill. But that's really... 2018, the Trump effect wasn't yet in full effect. 
um, you had to. Uh, this is the first post-Trump farm bill. Mm-hmm. You know, b- because 2018 was when it was passed. It was worked on largely in 2017, as the 23 farm bills being worked on in 2022. So Trump had barely moved into the White House when they started working on uh, the last farm bill. So this is the first post-Trump farm bill. And what I'm saying in the bill is protectionism got a bad rap because D.C. gave it a bad rap to cover for the fact that they were selling out the country mm-hmm. to other nations. Mm-hmm. And if you if you protested and, and opposed that, you were a protectionist. Well, you know, in what other context is protectionism bad? Right. When you protect your house, is that bad? No. No. So protectionism became a dirty word, and the conservatives that haven't figured out that the world has changed around them still and get rid of it. Well, you can't unilaterally get rid of it because so many other countries subsidize so many crops. This is like a, ours doesn't even give any direct payments anymore. There's no direct payments to farmers. Borrow money for the time you plant until you, the time you sell, at which point you pay back the loans with interest. It's a, it's a stopgap to, you know, and, you know, gee, I, I don't know about you, but I think protecting the ability of America to grow its own food is a pretty high priority. Very certainly high priority. Than, Absolutely. More than where do we where do we manufacture our jewelry? The jewelry sector, but everybody's got to eat. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, my, my point is, of course, the farm bill has two components. One is, of course, the. The uh, the cards uh, for uh, f- food cards or food stamps. Food stamps. Food stamps. I, that's not what you're talking about. What you're talking about is the other part no, of the farm no, bill. No, no, no. The, that got that got added to the farm bill in the '70s because what DC figured out was if you combine the of urban black representatives with the food stamps and rural Republicans with the farm bill, you'll never not pass the bill. <laughs> so, yes, I'd like to, you know. Uh, extricate one from the other um, and, and separate them as a, you know, prior to the seventies. But I, as you said, right now I'm talking about the farm portion. Yeah. And and this is a big deal. We know that the, the communist Chinese party has purchased 200,000 acres of sweet American farmland right now. I mean, so this is just absolute insanity right now. It's It's insane. Um, I remember I, I, whenever some whenever I bring this up or someone else brings up China buying our farmland. Um, and by the way, Bill Gates is buying it too, and I trust Bill Gates about a, a nanosecond more than I trust China. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but whenever they bring that up, I point out that New Zealand has a very strict immigration policy, and Matt Lauer, the NBC uh, morning show host, who got in trouble, you know, where in the world were Matt Lauer's hands? Yeah. Um, they, he owned a big, he owns a big ranch in New Zealand, and they almost made him sell it. Huh. They have a moral clause on immigrants. And we're letting the communist Chinese buy hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland. No, so- oh, and by the way, speaking of lots of farmland being used wrong, there's a conservation program where the federal government prohibits farming on 41... Uh, million acres 41 million acres and they're trying to add four more to the pile the farmers went to them and said hey the ukraine and russia are having trouble growing wheat at the moment bring some of that land into rotation so we can use it yep. and the federal and the biden administration just said no oh my gosh I, well listen seaton i think this is a great column i'm going to encourage our listeners to go to your website lessgovernment.org and, and just get you know, this is such an important issue we need our congress to do the right thing and of course i'm not sure what <laughs> what biden might do with it if he if he gets it in front they of him certainly to- aren't but it's it's just uh, really amazing. Lessgovernment.org is the website. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Dr. George Markovich. Dr. Markovich is my orthopedic surgeon. He uh, replaced both of my knees in 2006. I'm so grateful that he did. And... Uh, 
Uh, now we're going to just uh, talk to him about what's happening in the trench- trenches with regard to health care. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They do so many great things, including uh, providing policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the very robust website, thefga.org. Well, I found this column by Patricia McCarthy on American Thinker. Really great piece, and I thought I wanted to share it with you. Uh, the consequences of the stolen 2020 election are increasingly catastrophic, she says. So last year, Molly Hemingway wrote a book about the 2020 election. It was titled Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and Democrats Seized Our Elections. It's a comprehensive story of the numerous ways the left orchestrated the Biden win. A few weeks ago, David Bossie released his film, also entitled Rigged. It exposed the scheme perpetrated by Mark Zuckerberg, it's called Zuckerbucks, has spent over $400 million to fraudulently ensure a Biden victory. This week brings the release of Denise D'Souza's film. I can't wait to see it. It's called 2,000 Mules. The film exposes and explains how paid mules in numerous states stuff those drop boxes that Zuckerberg paid for with many thousands of ballots and faked or harvested. Now, using geopack tracking of cell phones, Catherine Egelbrecht of True the Vote and Greg Harris uncovered 2,000 people who were paid via a variety of uh, leftist nonprofits to stuff those drop boxes over and over again. Let me repeat that. 2,000 uh, mules, 2,000 people were paid in order to stuff drop boxes with fake ballots. The film is shocking. It's a shocking expose. I've seen the trailer. It's really good. And reveals yet another very complex and devious way certain leftist nonprofits cheated to win. There can no longer be any question that Trump handily won the 2020 election and that the most criminal methods in American history were employed to steal his victory from the American people. 
Neither film, Reg nor 2,000 Mules, addressed the possible manipulation of the voting machines by the way of illicit programming or possible hacking via the connect to the Internet. Uh, their issues have been deeply covered by several cyber experts. Peter Navarro's report early also essentially proved that the 2020 election was marred by massive fraud. The elephant in the room is this. Why has no Department of Justice investigation been mounted given the overwhelming volume of evidence of election fraud? Why have the courts dismissed each case without even looking at the evidence? The only answer is that the Department of Justice, every other federal law enforcement agency, and the corporate media are corrupt. They are all agents of the Democrat Party. As Dennis Perger often comments, truth is not a left-wing value. Beyond mules, the illegally harvested ballots, fake ballots that were never folded, mailed or signed, the finagling of people like Republican Governor Kemp and Secretary of State Raffensperger of Georgia and the never-Trump powers in Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and probably numerous other states, the 2020 election was the most dishonest, the most unscrupulous in American history. Unable to accept his, her defeat in 2016, Hillary Clinton fabricated the notion that Russia facilitated Trump's win, which gave birth to the entire phony Mueller investigation that trumped up uh, impeachment uh, based on nothing and the equally fabricated insurrection. I su suspect this is Dr. George Markovich. We're going to find out right now. Dr. Markovich, is that you? Sure. Doctor, you are on air. Thank you so much for calling in. Certainly, Bob. I uh, I appreciate. It. I was uh, just checking in my patients here and uh, getting ready for the day. Um, how are you today? I'm fine, <laughs> Doctor. Thank you so much for calling in. So, uh, do you, are, do you have a few moments to speak? I do. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. You know, one of the things I was uh, thinking about in preparation for our discussion today is the fact that uh, I just looked at the latest news in orthopedic surgery and the orthopedic uh, work. Not everything you do is surgery. Sometimes you do preventive type of work. And I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, doctor, I, I found the, uh, the information that I was looking over very, very interesting. First of all, there's a, a lot going on in the back, <laughs> in the back room with regard to orthopedic surgery and what's happening. But I was wondering if, you know, you've always said to me, Bob, nobody should live in pain. Are the things that you can do in order to, well, I know there are because you did them for me, to prevent pain and to uh, keep pain away, uh, in, in, as well as, it, for example, just replacing joints? Oh, certainly. Uh, so, Bob, I'll tell you, pain uh, is a different thing for different people. Uh, it exists for a reason. So, you know, the fight-or-flight response in terms of uh, eliciting noxious stimuli, uh, which creates pain, is important except in the chronic sense because when you develop degenerative conditions or traumatic conditions that don't heal as expected, that pain can overwhelm your ability to enjoy your life. So, you know, uh, when it comes to a degenerative condition such as osteoarthritis, which is basically wearing out your joints, uh, whether it's the shoulder, hip, knee, uh, base of the thumb, uh, ankle, <clears throat> whatever it may be, the body has limited ability to heal itself. Mm -hmm. So you either enhance those healing properties and improve the milieu or the environment of the joint mechanically to preserve the joint, or when the body is overwhelmed to the point where you can't enhance those abilities, uh, whether through exercise or biological agents or whatever it may be, then you reconstruct the joint, oftentimes resurfacing it uh, with uh, implants that uh, restore the mechanics and uh, allow an articulation, a joint, if you will, mechanically that doesn't uh, create uh, the, the pain because the bone can't rub on the bone and can't create all the inflammatory mediators that create that, that sensation. So that's what joint replacements do. Uh, they're very effective. But you certainly should always try all the things before you can uh, if it's possible to decrease the pain um, while preserving the joint. You know, in fact, I recall, and I think I got this right, it was a rooster comb injection that you put into my knees 
that were so helpful. It just actually alleviated the pain for months. Finally, the process, I, it just, uh, I, I think we did that for a couple of years. It was really terrific. I think about two and a half years. And, and you know, there's, there's corticosteroids, which decrease inflammation short term uh, that you introduce in the joint. Uh, and then when that isn't quite as effective or uh, you want a little bit more long-lasting effect, there are these uh, other injections that you mentioned. Uh, we used to call those chicken shots because they did come from rooster combs. It's hyaluronic acid, which is a lubricant in the joint that over time and over age uh, lessens uh, the concentration in the joint. So you introduce it in the joint, uh, most commonly the knee. And uh, it used to come from rooster combs, uh, the first product that came out in 1997. Of course, recombinant uh, techniques were utilized subsequently with molecular biology for six other agents that followed over the years. Um, And uh, now it's um, hyaluronic acid that's basically made in the lab and and scaled up. Um, But... Um, that can be effective in terms of lubrication and introducing it in the joint. Um, not always. Um, so there are other agents as well. There's, you know, stem cells, there's alpha-2 uh, alpha macroglobulin, which we use quite a bit. Uh, there's other agents that also can help preserve joints. Yeah. You know, doctor, and I was so grateful that uh, we tried everything that we could before we finally, I finally said, Doc, I can't take the pain at night anymore. And uh, so we replaced my knees, which I'm so grateful for. But I just really want to commend you and uh, to our listeners. Uh, if, you know, right now you're suffering with joint pain, first of all, again, Dr. Markovich's admonition is don't suffer with chronic pain. It's, it ruins your quality of life. You can do something about it. So again, Dr. Markovich, phone number is 482-5399, 482-5399. Doctor, really appreciate everything you've done for me and just really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Bob. All Have right. a great day. You as well. Thank you, Doctor. All right, coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting <clears throat> with uh, Bill Barnett. I want to complete just uh, the thought here about this, uh, this column that I was reading to you before Dr. Markovich uh, joined us. Uh, we're seeing right now, this, the, I think this column is so interesting from, I, I, again, it's from American Thinker, uh, written by uh, uh, Patricia McCarthy. And she basically points out how these movies uh, uh, and these uh, information now, we know that the election was stolen. And uh, she just basically makes the case for this. Now, this new movie, 2000 Mules, is coming out. Uh, I think it's in theaters right now. But it's also going to be available. You can get it. I think you could buy it for $10, something like that, and uh, watch it on uh, Rumble. So uh, you can go to Rumble and uh, sign up for uh, watching 2,000 Mules. I, I highly recommend that everybody watch this movie because it's, it's proof positive. There were mules, 2,000 people who were paid in order to uh, stuff ballot boxes with fate votes in order for... Uh, Biden to win uh, the 2020 election. It was totally and grossly fraudulent, and this is proof positive that it happened. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with former mayor of uh, Naples, Bill Barnett. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Bob, it's my pleasure on this uh, beautiful Thursday morning, and uh, we're clearing out pretty much in Naples. Uh, you can drive on the roads again, and I think you can probably get into some restaurants without reservations. <laughs> Absolutely, Bill. In fact, uh, <laughs> we were up at the uh, seat to table yesterday, we took a little road trip and went up there. Boy, I tell you, that place, no matter what time of day, it's packed. Have you ever been up there, Bill? To, to where, Bob? Seed, seed to table. Oh, sure. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, we go... We usually go there on a on a on a Sunday, um, and uh, do our little shopping and wander around the store and whatever. Oh yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing place. It is amazing indeed. So, Bill, uh, long ago there was an ethics complaint against the mayor of Naples, uh, Teresa Heitman, and then we just kind of dropped off our radar. Nothing's ever been. What what's going going on with that? Well, that, you know that that's another story. Uh, there are quite a few com uh, ethics complaints that were filed uh, against the mayor um, and the state ethics. They they went to the state ethics committee and nobody's heard a word. I I don't know how those people work. Um, they have a schedule that goes up at the beginning of every month of what cases they're taking. They have a couple of Carmine Marcino's um, Lee County Sheriff's cases up there um, that they're going to be working on, but not not a word on the complaint filed against Heitman from Brian Dye. Um, and then there was somebody else that had a, had a complaint <clears throat> um, and um, nothing. Hmm. And nobody can reach out to them because they don't they don't answer. They do their own thing. So we'll just wait and see. Yeah. But I'm going to um, tell you that that our local ethics committee uh, commission met yesterday um, and, um, uh, and on Tuesday. I'm sorry. And and a remark that came from from a friend of mine um, was like they acted like fifth graders. Well, more like third graders. They were. um bickering with each other uh the the chairperson uh was uh irate about something and one of the other members uh 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 chimed in and said something and then a third member said well you're being a bully and uh, bob i'm telling you <laughs> if you have a chance go go on uh to you know NaplesCubs.com, and you can see um it'll be um It'll be there, and you can watch the last twenty minutes. It, it's like you will—you won't believe it. <laughs> this is what we're paying two hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year for, and I don't know if they've ever even had a, a, a local case. At least I don't know of one. Uh -huh. Not anything on it at all. But they keep—I—I'll I, tell you what—I'm—I'm I'm just blown away. And and I know quite a—I know a few of the people on that ethics commission. They're good people. Um, but it was something that I never expected to see. And then to, to top it off, okay, this one I, I, I knew you would like. So there was a, you know, the, you know Judge Brody um, granted summary judgment for the Beach Club, right? Right. right. Uh, dismissed the stuff against uh, um, all Myers' complaints. Well, Myers had another complaint, okay, and this one 
was a verified motion to disqualify the trial judge. Okay, he wanted to um, to get rid of Brody, um, and uh, so there was a little hearing, uh, so to speak, um, with Teresa Heitman and um, and Myers and Myers's attorney in her office. Okay, and this is a sworn affidavit, so I've got a copy of it. It's on the clerk's website. And to make a long story short, the Myers attorney um, remarked, and I'm reading this to you, that he thought it was obvious to everyone in the courtroom that Judge Brody wanted a specific outcome and that she had already made up her mind to rule against Mr. Myers. Mr. Ransom further said that having been involved in several substantial court cases himself, he wondered whether Judge Brody was either incompetent or corrupt. Without hesitation, Mayor Heitman raised her eyebrows and exclaimed, Brody's corrupt, quote. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm, the, the, you don't make this stuff up. Mayor Heitman added, this is the second time something like this has happened, although she didn't elaborate further. Now, I don't think that's hit the papers yet or, or that they've gotten it or seen it. But for the mayor of the city of Naples to call uh, our uh, one of our fine county uh, judges, circuit court judges, corrupt, uh, and never give any backup of of why you're going to say something about somebody. Uh, you you darn well better have a backup, or why would you? You know, well, what are your reasons? I guarantee you she doesn't have any. Okay, but when the attorney said that, she immediately piped right in and said, "Yeah, Brody's corrupt." My goodness, I mean, oh. you, you were talking about making that comment about somebody who's a, in the legal profession. I mean, you're you're asking for he she better have some proof of that. I mean, he could uh, he could sue her or she could sue her. I say I, I I don't know what her uh, you know what the reaction was or anything else, but all I know is that Judge Brody dismissed those two also. So. Um, well, you so know, looks- Judge Brody's actually said, uh, as I read the uh, the ruling, or at least the information on the ruling, is that uh, she is right. she's saying, look, I may have uh, some charges, some uh, financial penalties against uh, what's his name, uh, Myers. Myers may have some financial. He dismissed the case, and and he may have consequences, financial consequences, for some of the expenses that have been incurred as a result of this. Now, the background here is this guy apparently lives about a half a mile from the beach club, and he's saying the changes made at the beach club affect me and my quality of life, and I don't yeah. like it. So now he's yeah. now he's forbid from ever going into the beach club property, even to have. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can't even go watch a sunset there. <laughs> oh, Bill, it's just you can't make this stuff up. Unbelievable. Uh, you re- you really can't. I mean, with what's going on in the world around us and watching um watching uh uh, uh Biden uh and and the antics that are going on there and now the uh the Supreme Court and the leak uh what what do you what do you make of that, Bob? Uh, it looks like pure politics, and it looked—it looks to me like it's totally or- orchestrated by the Democrat Party. I mean, they—they they, uh, have the leak, then all of a sudden people show up with placards and signs as if this thing has been totally planned. It, it, they're putting up oh, yeah. fencing around the uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, Bill, you know, this is obviously saying it's kind of like, well, what are we going to do about the elections? Well, we can, why don't we try this? Why don't we just leak something out of the <laughs> Supreme yeah. Court? Yeah, you'll get a lot of you'll get a lot of publicity. On on a good note, though, the new city manager did start. Good um, word I get as uh, he's a very bright guy and he's he's got a lot of experience. And I'm um, I am going to be really optimistic that he can uh, he can keep um, a few people at bay and and run the city the way that it's supposed to be run let the council do their stuff and let him do his without interruption and i think he's already flexed a little bit of muscle down there uh to say that is the way that it's going to be so yeah from- I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh that this will 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 work out and um uh they can muzzle hyphen so <laughs> <laughs> from your lips to god's ear bill <laughs> Bill Barnett, again, former mayor of Naples, really appreciate your commentary. We're getting kind of the inside scoop here from you on what's happening in Naples, Bill. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Bob, have a great one, and uh, stay well. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Bill. All right, well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. 
We've got terrific guests for tomorrow's show, including William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. Larry Bell is an endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He was a big, big name in the space program back in the day. Now he continues his work as a professor, but he's also written many, many books. His latest he co-wrote with Buzz Aldrin. We'll also visit with Michael Cannon, who's the Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Uh, We'll visit with Michael as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I I hope you uh, have a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>